The squeaking of the door's hinges told her that one or more people had left the room. Trinidad, she whispered anxiously. No answer. Where had they taken him? The man who had stood before her so close spoke now, and his breath rustled the stray tendrils that had escaped the braid concealed beneath her hat. Mon jeune homme, à quoi? It was useless. She got no farther than, my young man, to what? And then she was unable to make any sense of the low, melodious words he spoke. She began to shake her head to indicate her ignorance of the language when she was surprised by another voice in the room. The younger one that had spoken before translating the Frenchman's commands to Spanish for her. Our captain requests that you do not remove the blindfold as he desires to keep his identity a secret, and he wishes to know to what he owes the honor of your presence. She sensed that the Frenchman studied her closely during the exchange of words. The hand that encircled her wrist like a handcuff released hers. She dropped her hand to her pockets in a boy's swaggering stance and pitched her throaty voice at an even deeper level. Tell him I have heard of his reputation for evading the federal blockaders, that he has yet to lose a ship. Tell him I have warehouses of cotton that I wish to sell. Another exchange in the fluid French and the young voice said in Spanish, There are other ships in the harbor willing to take on your cargo. Such an uncomfortable feeling not to be able to see to whom one is talking. It had to be something like that of a penitent at the confession box. No wonder she had never embraced Armand's Catholic convictions. Yes, but those ships offer only money or mercantile goods in exchange, liquors, dress material, ladies' hats. I also want guns and ammunition and quinine for the Confederacy. The translation was made. A low chuckle escaped the man who stood immediately before her. She turned her face back up in the direction of his. You are not in it for the cause? She asked, dissolution slowly worming its way into her brain. Then quickly she remembered to spit on the floor in an imitation of the aguatero. The younger man, whom she suspected by the accent to be a Mexican, made the translation to his captain. The man before her, he had to be very tall, judging by the source of his voice, laughed again and uttered something in French. The Mexican said, The captain says to tell you that he is in it for himself. I will give your captain more than a fair share of the proceeds from the sale of the cotton, more than the standard $5,000 a blockade runner captain gets for a round trip. It was an easy promise. In the textile mills of England, four million workers were dependent on southern cotton. And in France, 600,000 people were likewise employed. Europe was willing to pay for the cotton. The words flowed between the two men, then the Mexican replied, the captain says that since he owns his own vessel, he is making money quicker than he can invest it, that he broke off as the Frenchman interrupted. She felt what seemed to be the back of the Frenchman's fingers lightly stroking her cheek. The Mexican made a choked sound and continued. My captain says that he sometimes prefers beardless young boys in his bed. This was indeed no gallant Armand she was dealing with. Her mental image of a brave and dashing gentleman rapidly evaporated. Sweat broke out under the band of her hat. Where in tarnation was Trinidad? She gathered her wits about her. Tell him, tell him I prefer girls.
Another low laugh followed the translation. Suddenly her hat was jerked off and her wrist-thick braid swung down to flop against her shoulder blades. The Mexican swore. The masquerade was over. A hand pulled the braid over her shoulder to lay upon her rapidly rising and falling chest. His fingers continued holding the braid, playing with it. Her breast tingled at the sensation of those fingers resting so brazenly against it. He murmured something, and the Mexican actually snorted. My captain also takes his pleasure with girls. He is still willing to consider a trade other than money for transporting your cotton aboard his ship. Her mouth dropped open at the blatant suggestion. Her interest in the French blockade runner dropped well below freezing. Tell the gentleman his ship can rot in Davy Jones's locker first.